David Crow is the Chief Political Correspondent with The Age and the City Morning Herald. David, good morning. Morning, Patricia. Peter Dutton said sorry for boycotting the apology to the stolen generations. He said in the past he regretted that decision. Why did he feel like he needed to apologise again in that forum? That's a very good question. Um, well, I think he went a bit further, I, actually. I don't know if it was quite an apology in the past. This was more he, of an apology. He admitted in the past that he made a mistake. What he did yesterday was he made an apology and he did, said it directly to the Indigenous people in the House of Representatives. So it was quite a powerful moment, I thought, and quite a significant moment in terms of his clear thinking about where he's going, which is interesting that Malcolm Turnbull just suggested that there may be a way in which Peter Dutton supports The Voice. I'd been thinking that Dutton was actually heading away from supporting The Voice, but it was very interesting that he made that point there uh, uh, in those remarks to the Indigenous people. However, there's clearly... uh, a a deep conflict there about where they go on The Voice because in some ways the reason that Peter Dutton and some of his supporters are arguing against The Voice now, criticising it now, is because of their concern about where it may do, what it may do in the future, open the gates to court action and so forth. He made a very similar argument against the apology in 2008. He said, you know, if you support the apology, it could clear the way for $10 billion in compensation Mm. claims against the Commonwealth, which never eventuated. Mm. So, you know, if he, if he was wrong in 2008 on those grounds, um, that, that, that fear could be quite wrong again now. So, um, you know, it, it, it highlights the fact that he's got a support base that doesn't want him to support the voice, doesn't want him to advocate for the voice, and yet he's clearly torn. There's a major stoush brewing over two multi-billion dollar funds that the government wants to get through. It's the $10 billion future housing fund, also the $15 billion reconstruction fund. What's going on? I think we're heading to some very uh, torrid times in the Senate, PK, because uh, I think the housing fund is a massive commitment, $10 billion put into a fund to then invest in affordable housing. The reconstruction fund is another $15 billion to invest in companies, invest in innovation. These are two flagship promises from Labor, and we're seeing the coalition decide, I think today they'll formally um, toughen up against the housing fund. They've already done it on the reconstruction fund. We're actually getting a significant debate now about these major policies, and it's putting the Greens in the box seat, the Greens in the box seat in the Senate to get changes to both these major policies from the government. So the debate's quite significant now in in Parliament. All governments face this test where they've got to get things through the Senate against, a, I guess you might say, an obstructive opposition, and that's where the government's at now. Just very briefly on these 20,000 refugees that will be given a permanent pathway to residency, there was a moment where the opposition jumped on the idea that this undermines Operation Sovereign Borders, but the boss of Home Affairs says no. Yeah, I thought it was very interesting in Senate estimates yesterday. We're seeing this argument from the coalition that Labor was warned against um, uh, stopping the use of TPVs. When you look at the incoming government brief that was uh, given to Labor when they came in on home affairs, whole sections of that brief are actually blacked out. So you can't actually see word for word what the advice from the government was. But Mike Bazzullo wasn't giving any support to that argument Um, about a warning to the government yesterday. He was uh, basically on the same page with the government about its policy on TPVs 
and talking about the fact that Operation Sovereign Borders was still in place, mm. still operating. And so the head of the Department of Home Affairs, regarded as a hardline enforcer of Operation Sovereign Borders, was not showing any signs of nerves about the uh, the cessation in the use of TPVs, which is now government policy. David Crow, thank you. Thanks, BK. David Crow, Chief Political Correspondent with The Age and the Sydney Morning Herald. ABCRN helps you understand the world. Find more of our stories on the ABC Listen app.